0: Thank you.
1: You for uh, tuning in to a, an episode of Music with Mutants, a show where we talk about music, and you guessed it, we're the mutants. That's right. <laughs> um, we are. We are mutants. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um, and it's really interesting where we, we came up with mutants. Um, it was something that we've always kind of referred to ourselves as, right? Like mm-hmm. since yes. since as long as I can remember. Like uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just kind of out of of, uh, I guess um, feeling a little out of place, right? Always mm-hmm, feeling mm-hmm. a little out of place,
0: mm-hmm. a little um, mutated,
1: yeah, a little mutated, and 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 mm-hmm. I think it comes from comic books too, right? So we we have this mm-hmm. oh, yeah. early oh. love of comic books,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. So, mutants were everywhere, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, in the old cheesy fifty movies that were, you know, being played on uh, like. Uh, Oh, what was that show called? Um you know, Channel Five. Uh Oh yeah. Um are you talking about the cartoons? <sighs> Come on. Uh no, no. Uh, family Film Festival. Oh Family Yeah, we ta- yeah, right, Tom Yeah, with Tom Hatton. Yeah, that's that's where we got oh, all exposure yeah, cheesy. yeah, yeah. yeah. sci fi films. About that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, It
1: was real cheesy stuff, like yeah. like
0: really deep like B C movies. So. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh and, and, El- and Elvira, you know like Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all those, you know, cheesy. Well, we know the real yeah, reason you, why we we're we were watching, well, that there, but you know, hey, but you yeah, know, it was, yeah, it was, the, the,
1: the, <laughs> it was for the, the movies. The films, the films, yeah, of, of course, course so the yeah. films, right? Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, you know, we we're going to talk about some music here, and you know, I just want to say that we are by are no means experts on music. As a matter of fact, we're kind of idiots huh, when it comes
0: to music. Speak but for yourself, we still like Joe. Like
1: talking about. <laughs> But we, no, we still just, enjoy no, talking equally, about. It. Yeah,
0: yes, yes. no, I, no, no, I'm, I'm equally as, as clueless. All I have is vague memories uh, and, and experiences to go on. So. Um, yeah.
1: So, in same here, vague is like in, in vagues. A, underline that word and bold it. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so oh, hey, hey I, I, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. It. Getting back to me. um uh, I,
0: I think I, for myself anyway. Uh, Devo was a was a big part of that because um, they that was kind oh, of oh yeah, things, was, was for really, sure was
1: being Did you ever? Uh, I remember on one of their um, on one of their albums you could you could send away for one of the hats mm-hmm. you could you could order it by oh, mail. Oh god!
0: Remember? Oh god! Every album had like this cheesy, uh, like comic book like uh, you know ads that you can order all kinds of cool stuff from. Um,
1: yeah, and I kind of regret now. Not um not ordering anything oh, I know. from it to, I, I <laughs> to know. have any of like, the collector's know. items. I mean, I'm oh sure they're gosh. worth hundreds and thousands oh. of dollars now on, on eBay. They, they,
0: they are, yeah. yeah. Even like the cheesiest like plastic. You know, the, they just give you like a plastic shirt or something, you know. Um, you know, radio proof, radioactive proof, you know. and uh, Yeah, it's like, man, that, that stuff's just worth a ton of dough if you were smart enough to get it
1: yeah I mean, and keep in enough. good shape
0: yes and obviously know.
1: we were neither of us were, were smart enough to get it and that's why <laughs> no. we're, we're that's probably where we're at now why we're no. at where we're at no. now and oh and if Euro,
0: I, I oh sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say uh yeah um oh i probably would have sold um, sold it anyway, even if I had
1: added. Oh know. yeah, probably yeah. Just like all your records, right? Like yeah, everything yeah. else you have sold, pretty much. The same pretty here. Much, We're yeah. in the same boat. We'll we'll probably uh, get more to that a little a little later as we get into um, some of the vinyl. But I just wanted one last point about but Devo is that um, I actually you know run into um, Mark Mothersbaugh a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Oh, he actually lives downtown L.A. in Chinatown. He has a studio out there. Oh, and I see him walking around all the time. He, he's like yeah, he's, yeah. You know,
0: I always thought I always thought he lived in, uh, and maybe he did at a time. But I always thought he lived in Laguna Beach. So every every time I went have, down to Laguna Beach, I always thought maybe I might see him or something walking. around Yeah,
1: I, I think back in the day he did, and then not too long ago. Well, maybe long ago now, but he he bought a he actually bought a place in, in Chinatown, right downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've I've you know you know I'd live not too far and i used to live downtown la and i used to kind of when i went to chinatown would, would see him and run around i mean mm-hmm. he still looks good for for his age and i know that early sure. on during during the covid he he caught it um and yeah. was in, in a hospital almost died i guess
0: so yeah I, he uh i heard him talking about that and you know it was pretty scary it's like whoa i didn't yeah know about
1: that. yeah exactly and so mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I wanted to, you know, started talking about like some of the some of the early music and some of the early mediums of of music, and and I was wondering, and and, and what's what's really great about these conversations that we're going to have is that, you know, for as much I do as much as I do know about you, there's a lot that I don't know about you, and I'm sure you you feel the same about me, and we'll be discovering some of that and getting some opinions mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and getting to these discussions about it, but i wanted to take you back all the way back let's go all the way back mm, okay. and think of you know what was your first exposure to music like you know your earliest fondest memory of music
0: oh geez um so so i guess when i grew up i was very i was uh very much exposed to uh to music from a very early age um just be like from my parents and from my my older siblings so since i'm the youngest i always got the uh i always got introduced to a lot of cool stuff when i was a kid and uh man that goes that goes way back i mean uh like my parents have like super eight footage of me like like putting (laughs) records on the needle or at least just putting the needle on the record and like dancing in front of the hi-fi set
1: yeah Uh, so i'm glad you said record i mean like so do you remember what you know your your first memory yep. of a record was who was it? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was an Easter album, <laughs> and it had this creepy guy in an, in an Easter bunny suit on it,
1: it. An and Easter there was all these. Songs?
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't even really remember. I just remember the the album cover was so creepy. It was just like this guy in an Easter bunny suit, um and there was all these like little kids around him in a circle, and he was like reading them stories or something, and. I yeah I, I can't remember like what songs were on it or whatever, but probably um, like you know some just like kid Easter
1: songs or something. I can't even yeah. remember. I don't. I can't even think of any like Easter songs. You know what I mean? Besides oh, like oh, right. religious songs or something like that. But I'm well, sure there Peter are. Cotton, the you know the oh yeah, yeah Peter, Peter Cottontail yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah.
0: I'm sure I probably lo- listened to that a bunch of times. That's that's more the needle out on that. One. <laughs> no,
1: it's, it's interesting. It's 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 very close to mine, but mine was. A little earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you back to like, oh, I want to say like first, second grade. Um, mm-hmm. And I had a neighbor, uh, John Fields, um, and he was a little older than me. And I always considered him like a, an older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would go over to his house every day after school. Uh, he lived right next door to me and I was really close to his parents, of course, you know. And his mom was the biggest Elvis Presley fan. I mean, to the fact that when you walked into their house, the first thing you saw was this giant bust, a life-size bust of Elvis Presley, the king himself. Oh, wow. Dude, that's and there awesome. were records all on the wall. And, you know, I'd go over there to play games or whatever, you know, G.I. Joe's or whatever we were playing. And mm-hmm. the mom always had Elvis playing in the background. And to this day... I know a lot of Elvis Presley songs by heart, just the lyrics. Oh. And for the longest time, I didn't know why until I, I, I had to sit down and go, why do I know so many Elvis songs? <laughs> and it just goes back to my youth. It's so crazy that it just yeah. stuck in your head. You know, like when, you know, it's like when they tell you to teach kids young, like a yeah. foreign language or something because it'll just stick. Mm-hmm. Well, that was with me with mm-hmm. Elvis Presley songs. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget, I was in John's room one one day and he had just gotten like a, like a, a new record player, but it was like a, a kids one, like a Fisher Price record yeah. player. I just I just remember it being very colorful and not looking like it was real, it looked like a toy. And he pulled out a forty five record, and I have never seen a forty five before. I've seen like mm-hmm. twelve inch records, you know. My mom had them, you know, but I never really mm-hmm. messed around with them. But he pulled out this tiny little record, and I was like, "What the heck is this?" And he says, "This is a 45." And I go, "What? What does that mean?" I had no idea. And he puts it on the record player, and it was Chuck Berry's "Rock Around the Clock." Nice. And that was the only 45 that he had. And so we would play that over and over again, mm-hmm. playing Chuck around Berry's the play. clock, rock around the say? clock. And I think the, the, the yeah, I think on the other <laughs> side was um, Johnny B. Good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we would just play that over and over again, and I thought it was just magic. Was
0: this his like mom's coming... was this like his mom's 45 that he just appropriated because he liked it?
1: No, it was his it was the first 45 that he had received as a present from his mom. Mm. Oh. And you know, I'm I'm surprised that it wasn't an Elvis one. And yeah. I'm surprised it was Chuck Berry, but uh, the influence, I could see the influence. Yeah. Now that the next question is then what was your first like what you considered your first Oh god! Piece of music, and it could, and, and and it doesn't have to be one that you bought yourself. It could be one that you know your parents or somebody bought mm-hmm. for you, but it was yours. It wasn't like you know a record that was part of the collection that your your parents had to put on. It was actually mm-hmm. yours.
0: Okay, so something that I bought, I would say like my very first, and it was a forty-five, and it was uh, it was Stevie Nicks,
1: and it was <laughs> it was
0: that. Hey, why are you laughing? Yeah. And, <laughs> stevie Nicks is good uh, it was Don't a step up from it was no, a stevie from Nicks, the like, bunny album
1: let me just say that uh fleetwood Mac, stevie Nicks is is, is mm-hmm. they're a really good band i'm just shocked and surprised that that was well I, one, I was like, a, well
0: <laughs> you know what it was it was funny because like it i love you know what i loved about this song was the um was the synthesizer you know riff or oh it was you know it was from her first album um was it stand oh, you know back? the song yeah it was like stand back or what's the other one off that album like her first one uh, I think it's her um, first one I, I could be totally wrong about that I don't know but I mean it was the yeah. first one to me um
1: but it was, was it, it, like, you
0: know I you know what I, sh- I should just look it up because this is stupid I, <laughs> no, should I mean, this is a yeah we are
1: modern this is a modern age but that's the only one I can remember for this, is stand back and it does have a synthesizer on that like it starts out with this like synth line yeah yeah and, yeah yeah and it's heavily synth right which is yes, like yes. which was like a big takeoff from from you know fleet with mac which which you know used piano and some synth but it wasn't the you know it didn't drive the songs like
0: when she went solo right oh yeah yeah and i just i absolutely loved it and uh um and same with uh tom petty that song uh oh man see I, these songs oh, are I, I I know these songs, but it also Her. had the synthesizer line, which wasn't very common for Tom Petty. But I freaking loved it. And yeah, the video, I, I they think... were like they were like out in the wasteland or something. Yes,
1: and, yes. I was gonna say I know that one because I had that one, and it was mm-hmm. Tom Petty's "Refugee." The no, song it wasn't called... refu- no, was no, it refugee. No, wasn't refugee. That I swear no. that's the one where no.
0: they're in the in the wasteland. No, no. It's uh, <laughs> well, they were probably all in the wasteland. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, well, yeah, honestly, it was pretty, you know, I mean, they, it was like, well, you know, like was uh, that's the Mad whole scene. Max, it was, it was you know. all Mad Max, right? Everybody was trying no. to kind con- I, I, I swear it was Refugee. Um, no, was it um, then? huh.
0: Oh, no, dude, it was but like,
1: I know what uh, you're talking about. I can, I can see the video and, 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 and that's, what's crazy is a lot of the early music, especially that I think that we listened to, um, was always identified with a, with a video too, which was always crazy.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, they were,
0: they were, um. Well, because, you know, we you grew know, up in the MTV. I mean, back when it was when it was music. I mean, in the early '80s, when it was just, you know, it was basically like a you know a, a radio show, but it, it, it showed videos. You know, and that was pretty much all they did. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think it was back then too that you know, with if you were an artist and you were with a label, that you had to come up with a video. And I know there was a lot of reluctant artists at that time that didn't like to make videos. That were forced to and you could you could usually tell because those videos were usually terrible right yeah. Or some kind of live footage or something like that and then the artists that really got into it would like treat it as a like a short little movie or film and do mm-hmm. something that totally didn't match anything to do with the song right yeah um, right at all oh yeah well i mean, well yeah like most <laughs>
0: most songs weren't about being like chased by people yeah. <laughs> you know but yet that's that is what you know you got right in the video for some reason they were always you know, being chased, but, you know, well,
1: see. yeah, and I, the, the one that always comes to mind when I think of videos is, uh, of course, Duran Duran, because they were oh, yeah. huge on, oh on video and their image. Right. They were just good looking yes. guys, too. Right. Yeah. And Hungry Like the Wolf was like a chase video. And it came yeah. out around the same time as like, you know, the first Raiders of the Lost Ark. And so it had that Raiders of the Ark feel to it. He's mm-hmm. wear, he wearing oh, a fedora, yeah. and he was yep, off in the yep. you know in the in the jungle somewhere, you know, chasing yep. something. And mm-hmm. you know, the song was called "Hungry by the Wolf." But I, I don't really think the song is about really chasing anything. Um, but no, no, it, no, there was there was nope. a lot of chase songs. <laughs> yes, chase scenes so in uh, there. No. <laughs> Okay, so um, it,
0: oh, 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 I'm sorry, but let me just get back to Stevie Nicks. I I found the yeah. name of the song. It's "If Anyone Falls." That oh, was the song. If yes. anyone
1: falls, I I don't really yes. know that and, one. I'll have
0: to uh, I'll have to listen to that one. Oh, and man. you bought it's, the 45. It, oh man, it's freaking yeah, dude! It's it's freaking awesome. Even to this day, I love that song. Like you know, if I yeah. when I get into like that 80s, eighty like nostalgia. You know mood of listening to stuff from the 80s um you know that's not necessarily alternative or whatever yeah um,
1: so like, your piece man. of your first piece of music that you bought was actually a 45 but it wasn't a tape yes. it wasn't
0: a no track, it, wasn't, it was it was that for no album. yeah it was at 45 and uh yeah that that, that was it dude and uh, and i also bought the I, I don't know why i i don't i, I don't know if this was my first one of my very first well it was one of my first but i don't know if it was like the second record i bought or whatever but i do remember having the ghostbusters soundtrack yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's not a, that's not a thing that's easy to admit oh well um,
1: you know i mean it's, and, it's some catchy tunes on there you know
0: well you know you bought it for the for you know ray parker's Ghostbusters. yeah I, absolutely the, the, i mean that's the, the title actually track, you know to be honest with you that's the only
1: track that i know i'm sure it's filled with other like tracks but i don't oh, God, remember any other yeah. track but and they're cheesy you know,
0: dude, and they're cheesy the, the
1: ghostbusters but um, for me, it was, well, I'll start off with one that was bought, uh, the, my first record that was bought for me. And, uh, I can't remember if I chose it or not. I think it might've chosen it, but it was, um, uh, a chipmunks, um, yeah. chip album. Oh yeah. I and... had those too,
0: but I think they were hand-me-downs. So they were, that was kind of out of, out of bounds. Yeah. With,
1: uh... And I, you know, and I got this for Christmas or something like that. And I remember on it was, um. You know, one of the songs was uh, was uh, Let's Go by, I think it's... Uh, oh, The
0: Cars? The
1: Cars. Oh, right? you had or... Chipmunk Punk. You had Chipmunk yeah. Punk. Right. Yes. And, and you know, I Great didn't album. know... <laughs> right. But, you know what? I, I, I God, I must have been like uh, eight or nine, but I didn't know that these songs on there were songs from... From real other artists. people, <laughs> I actually thought you're, the chipmunks wrote the like, songs. You're like, the chipmunks and I, geniuses. And, yeah, I thought they, I, I actually did it because it was that album was full of really great songs, <laughs> and I thought, man, these chipmunks are amazing. And so, I went out to try to like you know find another chipmunk album, but they weren't all the punk ones, they were like different, mm-hmm. I, did, I guess they did different genres. And yeah. so, the second one I bought didn't have all those cool punk songs on there, and they were like these really. You know, top forty hits, and I was like, "Man, mm-hmm. the Chipmunks, the Me." I was like, "Man, the Chipmunks really went downhill in the second album. Like, they just, <laughs> man, they just, they just lost it. I mean, what happened? You know yeah. what I mean?" <laughs> and it wasn't until I got older that I go, "Oh, they just like yeah. you know remade these songs, or or like took, they were their own." You know interpretations of the song now that i listen back to them it's funny it's just it actually sounds like the actual song it just mm-hmm. sounds like a guy with his voice
0: sped up right really quickly. yeah well so i think be... that's kind of yeah somehow <laughs> yeah. They, they pitched it without speeding it up or something I don't yeah know they did it.
1: and then and then my first purchase that i made on my own was mm-hmm. a 12 inch single I, I don't know why i bought a 12 inch single instead of an album but mm-hmm. i used my money towards a, an import version of Whoa. the pet shop boys opportunities oh that wow was look at first. you buying buying
0: imports and stuff that's one of your first wow
1: that was my first and i didn't Dang. i didn't know i didn't know it was an import i didn't know i didn't know imports from from mm. from domestic i didn't know any of that mm-hmm. i just knew that i liked the song mm-hmm. and i remember talking to any uh, to the the guy at the record store and i can't remember where it was now it might have been licorice pizza Mm-hmm. which was before nice. I started going to like actual record stores. And I remember asking the guy, like, you know, this song, and I didn't even know the, this, the title of the song. I kind of, you know, it's back in the day where you just kind of hummed a few bars or, yeah. or try to sing a few bars. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, said, right. oh. He said yeah. oh, that's uh, that's Opportunities by the Pet Shop Boys, but yeah. they, it's not on an album yet. That This is when, you know, they would come out with singles before um, – sometimes before they dropped the albums or it's just, you know, and, and he goes, well, I have it on as a, as a 12 inch single. And I said, I don't know what that is, but I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. take it. And I I brought it home and it was amazing. And I just listened to it over and over because it was like, Oh, it must've been like 12 or
0: 13 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, the the extended, well, you got the 12 inch extended mix. Right. right. And I didn't know that, right? I, I yeah, put it on yeah. and,
1: and, and it took forever them to for them to start singing and I was like, Man, what yeah. is this? What's going on? But I, I don't know what it is, but I like it. I like yeah. all this extra stuff, right? Yeah. And that was my first exposure, um, you know, to a record or an album or vinyl and it was just so happened to be a, a single. Um, a 12 inch mm-hmm. single, which usually, usually you have this extended version and they would throw on, yeah. uh, you know, other versions that kind of, you know, I think there was another version of it on there as well. That wasn't as good. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a like one without like a lot of, you know, um, synthesizer on it where they would try to, you know, bang on different things to create different sounds. I don't know. It was, it was, mm-hmm. it was really weird. Yeah. That's um, awesome. But yeah, but that tended to be the case, right? when you right. got a twelve inch uh single, it was it was usually some song that you couldn't get anywhere else on the other side, right? Or a song oh, yeah. that didn't make it they didn't oh, make geez. it on the album, right? And, well, and that was gold, right?
0: Yeah, that's your like as a collector, that's your yeah, that's your that's your gold. That's your uh those are your little holy grails that you seek all the time or those B sides like you know, and um man, you know, sometimes Sometimes they're they're freaking mind blowing, and sometimes they're like, oh, like what is this? <laughs> like, yeah. oh no, I just I spent <laughs> a lot of it, money on this. Is this a, yeah. like some <laughs> weird? Some weird instrumental that, like, you know, right, is, like right. two minutes long and or something. I don't know. But um, but
1: we 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 get the picture, and I and, yeah. and you know it's kind of I, I would say it was kind of a thing back then because Love and Rockets did it. I, I know like Depeche Mode did it. Like a lot of bands would would do different kind of versions and name it something totally different. Mm-hmm. You know, and we grew up in a time where, um, you know, not only records were still going really strong, but tapes, cassette tapes mm-hmm. were kind of a, a, like a big thing. And then um, mm-hmm. I think that, that it's, it's weird that I went from a 45, not a 45, but a, a 12-inch single to my next purchase, and we've talked about this before, was an actual tape and mm-hmm. that was um, depeche mode's um um some great reward some great reward mm-hmm. and I, I i went in there looking for that one and mm-hmm. once again i think this was licorice pizza this was the one on lambson avenue mm-hmm. i don't know if you remember that one there was one on yep. Lampson and Magnolia. yeah they, they
0: yes and they still have that sign but it says something no. else. somehow they somehow they managed to Whoever bought that building out, like, um, or they used it for yeah. the plaza sign. I don't know, it, but it has the same black, white, orangey color scheme to yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah, looks like it. They, they must have somehow, I don't know, used some of the letters out of it or something. I don't know, but it, but but I know where you're talking about. We used to pass it on the way to, on the way to Tower Records all the time.
1: Oh yeah, the one, yeah, the one
0: in Buena Park, across and from. So- uh, not Farm, not directly across from Knott's Berry Farm, but right, right, you know, right, kind right. of catty corner and a little down the street. But
1: yeah, oh man, the tower records is a oh, little and that was, in that was incidentally my first
0: cassette. That was incidentally my first cassette. That's a yeah, great reward. Yeah. Yep. That's why. We Do you remember about where you you know where, where yep. you bought it from? I bought I bought it at the Westminster Mall. So some store in the Westminster Sam Mall. Sam
1: Moody or uh, Warehouse uh, no, Records.
0: Probably the warehouse. I don't think. I don't yeah, think that was when Sam that was Sam Sam Moody wasn't around yet. Yeah, yeah Sam it was, Goody it was
1: I the think. warehouse. <laughs> Sam Goody, yeah. yeah. Sam Goody was the warehouse. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I, I bought it at Licorice Pizza, and the guy told me like, if you like that, you need to get this, and he showed me um, an Echo and the Bunnymen album. Oh, and nice. It was it was their greatest hits one. Now yeah, songs to learn and sing. Song and to learn to learn to learn and sing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I and I couldn't afford it at the time because you know I came yeah. in there just with enough money to you know, my lunch money saved enough for, mm-hmm. for one album, oh, yeah. but uh, I, I kind of put a mental note and I remember mm-hmm. it was yellow and had the, the, the shadowing. And within a month I came back and bought that album. And, and I would say mm-hmm. that just listening to both of them just blew my mind. It just kind of oh, like, yeah. and, and I'll, I'll take you back a little bit further because, you know, I, I, you know, we both went to the same um, middle school and, mm-hmm. and high school And I I transferred in, in seventh grade, to Mm -hmm. um, um, Alamitos. And I transferred in from from Tacoma, Washington. And Mm -hmm. when I was in Tacoma, it's really interesting when you start looking at music and you start looking at the music that actually ended up coming out of Tacoma and Seattle later on, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the grunge movement and all that stuff. But at the time, when I was in seventh grade, or sixth grade, when I left, um, I was really into the music that was going on. The scene up in Tacoma was kind of, you guessed it, it was like um, Def Leppard. Um, oh, yeah. Um, sure. Rat, you know, uh, I remember mm-hmm. um, uh, Quiet Riot had just yeah. come out. It was like this yeah. like early hair metal rock and roll, you mm-hmm. know, kind of, of just guitars, mm-hmm. like no synthesizer. I mean, none right. of the stations up there would play any sense music or anything like that. And, yeah. and it was just so different for me in the matter of like months from moving th- from mm-hmm. being exposed to that kind of music, um, mm-hmm. wh- which all my friends were listening to me, Led Zeppelin we were really into, I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming to Southern California and my first exposure is all of a sudden Echo and the Bunnymen and Depeche Mode and Pet Shop Boys, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. like, which is like, it, it like, if you look at it musically, it's like, you know, it's like being on two different planets, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and it kind of, kind of like, to me, that kind of like really speaks to how um, forward thinking, I believe, that Orange County was. Orange County, California, we're talking oh, about. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah it, I guess we should it, mention
0: that we we both, uh, you know, I mean, we met um, in Southern California growing up in Orange Southern County.
1: Southern California, Growing um, up in Orange County mm-hmm. and it, it was just so forward at the time and just even having to, you know, those all three of those bands that I just named were all mm-hmm. British bands. Yeah. And I had never <laughs> heard of such a thing, you know, being up in Tacoma
0: mm-hmm. in here. Oh, any yeah.
1: British bands. It was all the right. American rock and roll bands. Mm-hmm. right? And you can yeah, see yeah. the progress. I don't think, you know, it's what's really interesting is in my whole time being in Southern California. So I, I moved. Here in, in in junior high, middle school, and went all the way through high school. Every year for the summers, I would go back up to Seattle. So that ex- kept exposing me back into that music that was going on up there, and I yeah. could see the difference. Just being, you know, we're still mm-hmm. on the West Coast, but yeah. going back, you could I could start you, I could trace it back and start seeing the genesis. Of where you see bands like you know Nirvana coming out of right of that those mm-hmm. ashes of that rock music. Oh like, yeah, versus like you know stuff that came out of Southern California, you know, mm-hmm. uh, with the synthesizing music. Like one of the right. one of the bands I still I'm still very fond of, and I was a big fan of, is this band called uh, Red Flag, and they were kind of like a Depeche Mode, like a poor man's Depeche Mode, but they were out of San Diego. Mm. And they even try to pretend like, I, I think they try to like put off the image like they were from England. And I actually thought they were from England. Yeah. Like they, they dressed like it and everything. And, and their mm-hmm. music, if you listen to Red Flag, it mm-hmm. sounds very much like the Peche Mode, like early the Pesh yeah. Mode. And to find out they were from San Diego was like, like wow, okay. Like that's the influence that that kind yeah. of music and those bands had. You well, know, you like had the whole symphony. world. You had the whole yeah. world.
0: Like uh, you had the you had the influence of like, stuff from England, stuff from, you know, Germany or, I mean, France, you name it, you know, I mean, you I mean, you heard all kinds of crazy stuff from, you know, not just local, not, you know, but also from like the East Coast, New York, you know, people from, you know, people that were just coming out and like being progressive, like you heard all the progressive stuff, you know, like, so you got that sort of that big melting pot of influence.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. You know, and I, I watched this documentary and it's a really good documentary on early radio stations, um, and it was this station in New York. Um, I, can't, I can't remember. It's, it was an. It was one of the first alternative rock uh, stations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they were out of New York. And in the documentary, they talk about how they and K Rock in Southern California were the two were the two leading. Um, early radio stations that started playing um, alternative, like Brit British alternative music, right? And yeah. I, th- I I I want to say that that's why Southern California had that big influence because you know K Rock, you know, as you know, growing up here, um, mm-hmm. was this huge. It became this huge um, station, and and, oh, yeah. and and it was it heavily was driven by you know, that the, what we refer to as imports, right? From, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and I think that's why, right. And mm-hmm. what was really interesting is like, you know, when we used to go to record stores all the time, we, we would go there to, to try to find imports, right. Cause that was, yep. Yep. That, that was the thing to, 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 buy because they were so much in my mind. Um, mm-hmm. and it still is in my mind, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't collect records now. As much yeah. as, you know, I, I, I still peruse, you know, when I go to the record store, but I, I'm not, I'm not a record collector anymore. Um, right. But it's always been like, that was the thing. And I don't know if that's, that's still going on. I, I doubt it. I think that with, with digital, it's kind of like all just kind of blended into one. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm seeing like when I see digital releases now, because you can fit so much more music on a digital release, uh, yeah. you get everything. They throw sure. everything on there. You get all the live versions. You get all the B sides mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that ever came out, right? Yeah. I mean, they just throw everything. But you know, back then you were you were you know, you were stuck with this waxed you know vinyl <laughs> that you could only put so yeah. much music on, and yeah. the imports always had better you know versions of. They even had better versions of songs that, than domestic. You know, releases especially when it came to the the british bands that that we listen to right Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. they just i i don't know what i I don't know why i think it's like a like the marketing team from you know the the u.s decided like some of these songs weren't going to be hits here in america so they they switched up the sometimes they switch up the order of songs yeah um, yeah i don't know why that is on the record they they, they did do
0: that quite a bit with the domestics and uh which was it's like if, so if like you were collecting the, you know, the import, you know, singles and stuff, it was, you, you would do better to have the actual import album because sometimes they would, you know, they would just put those, they would like boot off a track that was originally intended to be on that record and they would put like what was oftentimes just a single but was a hit, you know, which makes sense, you know, for marketing, of course, but, you know, a lot of times like, and kind of getting back to what you were talking about with,
1: yeah, twelve inch singles yeah.
0: and stuff. Like a lot of bands, like when they first came out or first starting out, they didn't. Ha- I don't think they had the money to make a complete album, so they would just come out with with uh, singles. You know, I mean, you think about like, I mean, like the Sisters of Mercy or somebody like that. Like before they even had a, you know, a proper studio album, they had a ton of just singles that they released. You know, and an EP. So, but yeah, getting back to like the whole K Rock thing, I think what made them so good at the time um and of course i'm not talking about k-rock today let's just be clear about that <laughs> yeah. we're talking about we're it's talking about sh-
1: t- k-rock today is a shadow of its oh it's, it's former self it, right yeah, yeah
0: it's it's just yeah it's just like any other radio station truth you know honestly yeah. but um but back then you had djs that like they weren't just playing like oh hey you know here's the records you're playing today you know it was like these these people were like they're going out they were seeing people play they were like um You know they were they were almost like talent scouts they were going out they were listening to bands and they were you know they they had their bands that they liked and they would play you know they would play you know lots of cool stuff by them stuff that nobody else was playing
1: no absolutely yeah and i think that's a
0: good phrase
1: i mean i think that's a good how you described it is like they were almost like music scouts where they would they would go out and actually look for new music or music mm-hmm. that no one's heard before right. that they knew was good or thought that was good and they wanted to mm-hmm. share it with everyone else right yeah and I think and, I, I think uh, too a
0: lot of a lot of bands probably sent them demo tapes or I think that was oh, a big yeah. thing too back in the day like, that was a big stuff. thing yeah but you know they took the time and they would listen and you know like they a lot of you know bands were I think discovered that way and introduced on K-Rock you know um. so you would
1: mentioned that you you, you 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 and I both share that first album on tape, Some Great Reward by Depeche mm-hmm. Mode. Great album, by the way. Um, Amazing. Wh- what, um, you know, what was, what did it, where did it go from there? What, where was the transition from tape to vinyl or was there ever one or did you kind of keep a balance? Um, you know, obviously, you know, what, uh, what drew me to a tape was it was, it was cheaper. <laughs> And that was the reason why I bought it. Why I yeah, I'm not sure. I think I think date. the reason why
0: I bought that on cassette was because at the time I had a Walkman, and yep. I was recording everything off the radio. Probably, um, I don't think I yeah, had a lot of records back then. So yeah. that's it. Was like, well, hey, it saves me a step from having to record it. You know, or um, I don't know. Um, I think it's just that, cause I had you, a Walkman. So
1: yeah, I think we all did that. We had to record it off the of radio and I was recording off a of K Rock, and you always try mm-hmm. to like you know, fade it out or get it before the commercial came mm-hmm. on, right? Or the or the stupid DJ would come on, like, uh, yeah. before the song was actually over and oh, starts sure. talking. You're like, oh. yeah
0: So you'd have yeah. to go like, man, I just oh, got to yeah. wait
1: for it to come around again, right? <laughs> oh, and K-Rock <laughs> was
0: infamous, too, for, like, playing, like, weird little sound bites over songs and stuff. So. Yeah! Um. Oh. It was like annoying. so you know, so much so that I thought like, um, you know, like big audio dynamics. that was part first of the album, song,
1: yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, like i I was like, oh, this is k rock just being whimsical, you know, and putting like and until you know he actually bought the album and listened to it, and you're like, oh my gosh, this, <laughs> right. this stuff's actually on the on the music, I can't believe
1: it, you know. Right. but um, And did it ever, like, occur to you about the sound quality
0: of tapes versus a record? No. Did you no, notice that? Or? No, because I was listening to probably, like, the you know, the cheap Walkman headphones and stuff. And, uh, right. no, I wasn't really, like, it wasn't, like, a big, like, audiophile guy at the time. You know, I just wanted the music. I just I just wanted to own the music. And uh, Yeah, and I, I think the, that's
1: the thing is that when we started collecting, I don't think, I don't remember sitting down with you and start talking about, like, sound quality. hmm um because of the records
0: so like so when i was you know growing up and getting back to kind of like musical exposure so my older sister was like the rocker you know she was into like led zeppelin and
1: like yeah
0: black sabbath and aerosmith and all that stuff and that was because you know she was like a teenager in the 70s and that was just kind of her you know that's what she gravitated to you know she wasn't like ultra hip and you know got in on the punk scene or whatever you know or anything like that but right, right um but you know but i mean my sister has some pretty crazy uh can tell you some pretty crazy stories i mean she saw black sabbath and like uh you know play like in a high school or a gym or some somewhere wow. to, to that effect or maybe a call maybe it was a college i Community college right. or something—I don't know—but right, right. yeah, The story think keeps school. getting better. Next thing you know, it was yeah. a cave. They yeah. were playing in a yeah. cave yeah. with oh, full it was bats. A, Yeah, it was <laughs> an elementary school. Uh, yeah, they played at uh, her elementary school. No, yeah. right, right. But you know what I mean. Um, and so I went. Yeah, you know, I was. I remember being, you know, driving around with her like when I was a kid and just mm-hmm. blasting like Cashmere. You know, oh, by Led Zeppelin, awesome. and, yeah, and like, yeah. and, and walk this way. Those were my favorite songs. I used to do like air drums to it and stuff. And I was like, yeah, I had like, yeah. I had like no shame. You know, they, I, they would <laughs> yeah. just be laughing at me, and I was just happy I was making them laugh or whatever. And you know, they so would the, like the spend music. the night at her house, and she had yeah. a record collection. And I used to dive into there, and you know, she had, you know, and then she, you know, whoever she was like, either going out with or living with at the time, her friends or yeah, whatever you know, her boyfriend was, and probably a mix of all these people's records and I would go through their records like in her apartment as a kid. And like, I remember like opening up the sleeves, looking at the sleeves and you know, and everybody looked really strange, you know, really cool, you know, like, um, not in hindsight, <laughs> if you bust out a car's <laughs> record, and, and, you know, you look at the sleeve and the pictures of them, yeah. I mean, you're, you're and you you see that like, they're wearing oh. uh, a yeah, like the, giant shoulder pads, yeah, big glasses and shit. But you know <laughs> yeah. what, dude, like if it, when I was a kid, I just thought like, wow, these, these people look so cool, you know, like, um, yeah. so different, you know? And, uh, <clears throat> and then, you know, and then if you, um, you know, enter my, my brother into the equation, he was, you know, younger than my sister. And then he. You know he he wasn't he was in as old as her in the 70s he was you know probably i don't know he was probably like just becoming a teenager or something so he he was in on the k-rock ground floor and yeah. i used to drive I remember driving around with him he used to take me to go see movies and stuff when he was driving so when he was like 16 17 or whatever he was we were driving around listening to k-rock and this was like the early 80s and you know he would tell me like this is punk you know and i was like my mind oh, yeah. was blown you know like oh my god this is this is punk like like oh my gosh right. i could like you know I, I might you know rob a store or something after listening to this because it's, you know it's punk it's so taboo and crazy um wasn't it your brother and,
1: that got you into uh like i remember you had um uh, you know w- with your record collection i remember out of all of us you had like more of a a, a wider spectrum like you had a lot of 70s music in there. Well, I remember you used to yeah, tell us like, you, yeah, my brother got me like you had like a lot of Bowie, but your uh, brother, but
0: um, yeah, my brother, um, he was like heavily into Pink Floyd. And so he had all the Pink Floyd albums. And so,
1: yeah, you know, yeah. when,
0: when he, when he would, when he was away, you know, I'd always sneak into his room and I would always listen to his records. And I got really into Pink Floyd and stuff. Yeah, you, know, you had a, a lot very of very Sid early Barrett,
1: age. Pink Floyd. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he wasn't into Sid Barrett. He was just a straight-up Pink Floyd guy, you know. And He probably right, – right. I, I don't think he would have been into, like, the early Pink Floyd stuff. Um, right. He was just mostly, you know, kind of like the records that were coming out when he was young. You know, he was snatching them up and he was listening to them. And, you know, The Wall and Animals and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, And he was yeah. also into Rush, you know, and I got a lot of exposure to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, a little more artsy and progressive than, like, your your typical, like, classic rock or something. You know, I, I shouldn't say that because, I mean, I'm not going to say that these other bands <laughs> weren't, you know, uh, progressive or whatever. I mean, but, you know, come on. We're talking about Pink Floyd here and, you know, yeah. pretty freaking yeah. mind-blowing as a, as a little kid listening to it.
1: Well, one know. of the top-selling albums of all time, right? Like. hmm yeah the dark side of the moon dark side of the moon right so but
0: then you know uh, i'll make that that mixed in with his like you know exposing you know me to to k-rock and so i was listening to k-rock um of course you know you got all the video shows that were like mv3 which was hosted by richard blade um and they showed a lot (laughs) of videos back i remember coming home from school and watching that i used to play with gi joe and then watch that video show afterwards. So yep, I mean, that was a lot, a lot of exposure the,
1: there. Was that um, video one? Was it called or, or it request called, video?
0: It was called MV three. So music video that's three, right. I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. what that? not they what that, like yeah. video later
1: on. Yeah, um, that's when it started getting like poor man and all that stuff.
0: when they started mm-hmm. out of the little, oh, yeah, that was, that was a little control. later. that a little a little yeah. 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 It became like
1: a like a frat party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I would also have to say that uh Duran Duran was absolutely my very first band that I went like gaga for. Like I oh, was yeah. a Duran. Um, I was a
1: I was right there. Yeah. So we're at that time and it looks like we've you've w- successfully wasted another forty, forty five minutes with us. Um and you know think of all the good the stuff you could have done instead but uh, we do thank you for <laughs> for for listening to us and uh we hope that you know you'll um tune in or listen in uh, for future episodes um we have a lot more topics and interesting conversations to be had at least or well at least we think they're interesting um or maybe it's just
0: yeah not. <laughs> they're, they're, they're pretty interesting <laughs> Yeah, and
1: so this has been uh, music with mutants, and we'll, we'll we'll see you next time. I got to work on that sign out. Maybe uh, come up with some kind of yeah. like cool like, you know, goodbye or something, or I can just say
0: goodbye. See you next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Work on something. Yeah, Don't be good. such a mutant. Sign Come on. <laughs>